Hey, this is the writer and producer and I guess narrator of Rapture 518. Just before we get started, if you're listening to podcasts, one of the best things that you can do is leave a review on whatever pod chaser that you're listening to this podcast. If you could take a couple of minutes, leave a, a rating and review, it would be greatly appreciated. Those ratings and reviews help Rapture 518 become more discovered on places such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, as well as wherever else that you might be listening. Thank you very much, Mr. Robert, for contributing. All right, uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. With views so never-ending and sunsets so divine, you'll barely even notice the rolling blackouts. Welcome to Rapture. Welcome home. So the airport didn't work out. Duh, right? <laughs> well, I thought that there was a chance, and there apparently isn't, so I left. And for a while, I just didn't have any access to be able to use the radio. Really, I don't even know how I... <laughs> Maybe I'm talking to nothing. That could be definitely a possibility. Were you in the city when I was there? When I was in Fort Brisbane, things were intense. And the mayor put all these mandates in place, like you can't go outside after dark, like a whole lot of things. But for whatever reason, when the masks came into place, everyone lost their minds. People started saying that it impacts my breathing, which is bullshit. Then they said, well, it's against my rights. I should be able to show my face, but like, who wants to look at your teeth? Some people just really want people to see their teeth, I guess. People got really upset about the mandates and then protests started. Ugh. Hundreds. And every Saturday, they would go down to the busiest part of the city which is downtown. And they would go around marching with their signs, and the news would record it, and they'd put it on CBC in the evening, and then that would just trigger more people to go the next week. It was just really, I don't know. Of course, that couldn't stay happening forever, because they were out when they weren't supposed to be, and they were in groups, which they weren't supposed to be, and it's dangerous to be in a group. So they sent the military. These huge black trucks. Bigger than a paddy wagon. Everybody was dressed in black with, like, bulletproof vests, helmets on, and everything. Batons. And these crews of the military went downtown, and they tried to fend off unruly protesters. And then some people died. So the protesters moved from downtown to outside the hospital. 
they had these signs that said, We stand with the healthcare workers. But they were standing in the way of us getting to work. The ambulances, they started driving over the grass. You know, like that manicured grass that lines the outside part of roads and stuff that lead you into the hospital. So then the pretty grass became mud, and then the mud started getting the ambulances stuck. Paramedics had to start carrying their patients from the ambulances into the emergency room through these protesters who were protesting for our rights and taking them away at the same time. So that's a long preamble to say I left the airport. Sorry, but the airport was useless. So Dog and I, we got back in the car, and at the intersection, leaving the airport, you can either turn left, which brings you back to Fort Brisbane, or you can turn right, which leads you into the unknown. So I figured the unknown was probably a better choice. There weren't as many cars all over the place. I guess a lot of people gave up leaving when the Trans-Canada became nearly impassable. But then there's people like me who are just stubborn and won't give up. So I kept driving. But it was autumn, and the weather is pretty unpredictable here. So it started raining. And then it started rain snowing. And then there were ice pellets. And the road, even if there wasn't as many cars on it, became this death trap. So I was driving, like, crawling, trying to stay away from black ice, because from the shine on the road, um, there was a lot. Trying to weave my way around a couple of cars and a fallen tree, and I saw this truck in the median. It was on its roof. Well, partially on the roof, partially on the side of the driver. They were completely the wrong way in the median. I didn't have a lot else to look at at the time since I was driving so slowly, so I was just staring at this truck. And I thought I saw movement. But I was distracted from the truck itself because then there was banging on the hood of my car. And then on the door of my car. And screaming. Here was this girl. Woman. Maybe around my age, probably a little younger. And she's just freaking out. She had this look on her face of just sheer panic and terror and confusion. And I realized that that was the first time I saw that look on anybody other than myself. Everybody I've seen, it feels like, has either that blank, vacant, gray thing going on, and they don't really communicate, or they've got this creepy sneer, and they're beating things up and trying to rip people apart. So here's this girl, standing in the rain-snow sleet, and I had no idea what to do. Is it snow? Is it hail? I'm... I'm pretty sure it's black ice. Look at that truck. The one in the median? What the f- Hey, hey, hey! Hey, stop! Stop! Let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in! Hey, 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 let me in, let me in. Who are you? My name's Elena. I've gotten into an accident. 
my friends over there. See that flip truck over there? That's yours? That yeah. was your truck? How are you even alive? Yeah, and I'm hurt. I need to get inside. Please, please let me in. Okay, listen. I'm going to put down my window one inch. Keep your fingers. I said, keep your fingers. Okay, okay, okay. You said you were in the truck? Yes, that one right there. The one that's upside down. Yes. Look at it. I'm hurt and I'm scared. Hurt how? Please let me in. Look at my arm. I just need it. I need a hand. I need to get inside. Please let me in. Were you attacked in no. any way? No. No, not attacked. Nothing. We're getting away. We rolled. What about the driver? My friend. She was crushed. Please let me in. She's... She's moving, so she doesn't look very dead. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Why is she moving? She was dead. She doesn't. She really doesn't look like she's dead. Let me in. She was dead. Just open the door. Open the door. All right. Listen. You can get in the passenger side front door. Hands where I can see them. Okay. No problem. Oh my god. Thank you. Just don't try and murder me, please. I'm not going to. What's your name? It's Sarah. And before you ask, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just getting away from here. That's fine with me. I I don't have anywhere to go either. We're just trying to get out of here. I just needed somewhere to be warm and safe. And we're just leaving your friend. She, she was dead. We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. She's moving. All right, all right, all right, fine. I'm putting it in drive, I'm putting it in drive. Fine. God, I swear to God, she was dead. The dashboard came and crushed her. She couldn't have lived through that. You saw her die. Well, yeah. She wasn't breathing, and there was blood everywhere. How do you know it wasn't your blood? Well, look at me. I am. There's blood it's everywhere. It's just my shoulder and my arm. Oh, my God. It's really... Oh. Yeah, that shame. really doesn't look good. Yeah, this... I can't look at it. It makes me feel really nauseous. What if I pulled over? Can you let me see it? Can I... What? No, don't touch me. What do you... Listen, I was a doctor before this, so I can... <laughs> no, you were not. Okay, that's rude. Okay. Well, it's just... N- no way you're a doctor. Why can't I be a doctor? Well, just randomly, somebody pulls over and all of a sudden they're a doctor and you want to take a look at my arm? Yeah, okay, well, randomly, some chick just runs in front of my car while I'm trying to escape, like, the okay, worst... Listen, this is my bubble. Let me be in my bubble. Your bubble. Yes. This is my car. Your f- bubble doesn't belong in my car. Well, your car smells kind of weird. Well, it's not really even my car, so... Oh. Well, I borrowed oh. it. Oh, yeah? From who? I don't know. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We kind of borrowed ours, too. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> at least we've got that in common.
pre-epoch me would have jumped at the chance to help somebody. But that really hadn't worked out for me in the past, and I realized for a split second that I was kind of becoming someone else. Someone else that I don't really want to be. So I thought, I don't have to trust her, but I do have to help. And if she tries something sketchy, then I'll kick her out. I'll just push her out. I don't know if that was the right choice or... I don't know. But she got in. Can't remember her last name. I don't know if I ever asked, actually. Anyway, Elena, young girl, college student, I think. She told me this story of why she left Fort Brisbane as well. So I guess it turns out I wasn't the only person with that idea. You were, hold on, you left a church? What were you doing at the church? Well, I was staying, I was living in an apartment, in the basement suite. In the church? No, not in the church. Just listen, okay? Okay. So I was living in this basement suite, and my landlord, um, who I chat with every day, I hadn't seen him for a week or so. Um, he had left for work one day and I, he never came back. Like you say, a cop? What did he leave oh, for? He's, he's a DJ. He works at the university. He's a university DJ? Yes, anyway. Your landlord, the DJ at the radio station. Yeah, well, who are you, doctor? I, okay, we're not going back there. I am a doctor and you're being offensive. Okay, alright, so... So he never came back, and I don't know what was going on, but there were a lot of weirdos out there. I don't want to say this, but we're kind of like, like zombie-like, you know? You did not just say the Z word. Dude, how do you explain? I swear my friend was dead. All I know is that we're not on a movie, or, or anything like that. We're not in a video game. And zombies are imaginary creatures that someone made up a million years ago to be creepy. That's not real. Okay, well, zombies are a good reason to me, and they make sense to me. You and your bubble. Yes, me and my bubble do not come near my bubble. I... This is all nice and great, but you are bleeding profusely over there. Someone needs to look at that, and I don't see anybody other than me. So... That's oh, really gross. What are we going to do about... Your injuries. It's really gushing. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. I agree. It's it's kind of moist. Moist. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to keep it light. All right. Listen, Captain Moisture. Before you left the church, did you grab a first aid kit? Did you take anything that we can use? Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of walkie-talkies here. I'm sure they'll come in handy. She was living in this basement apartment, and when the landlord who lived upstairs didn't come home, she started to run out of supplies, and she realized across the road there was this church. So she went over, which is bananas. But when she went over, there was a bunch of helpful people just providing food. Before she was going back and forth from the church to her house, the church had given her a walkie-talkie so that she could ask if the coast was clear. Which is pretty smart, but all good things come to an end.
So her friend and her, they took off because it wasn't safe. It was kind of nice having someone to talk to. Like, it's nice having the dog, but dog doesn't talk back. And I've been in this fight-or-flight mode for so long that I think I forgot how to talk to a human being and how to be nice. Oh, what's your dog's name? She's a foster dog. Uh-huh. So, uh, I've been calling her dog. You called your dog Dog? Yeah, it's it's a pretty good name. It's very descriptive. Pretty original. Thanks. Anyway, I'm feeling a bit, um, a little lightheaded. Do you have anything to eat? I, I don't, but I mean, there's there's got to be somewhere to stop on the way. <laughs> like fried chicken, chicken on the way? <laughs> okay, well, at least your sense of humor is still working. I don't personally eat meat, but like... What? You don't eat meat? What do you have against chicken? I don't have anything against chicken. What do you have against chicken? I love chicken. I love how delicious they are. That's disgusting. You're disgusting. Anyway, so why don't we just drive until we see, I don't know, a grocery store or a shopper's drug mart or something, and we'll stop into a pharmacy, and we'll get you some first aid, and we'll get some food. That sounds like a really good idea. And as long as you don't try and eat me, then we'll be fine. Dude, I'm hungry, but I'm not that hungry. I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> I'm, uh... Whoa. Elena, you don't look so hot. I just, I just need some food, and... Um... Elena? Elena! Hey! Hey, I need you to wake up. Are you... I... Are you asleep or are you dead? Can you tell me one or the other? Like, oh my god. Uh, um... All right, I'm pulling over. Elena, if you, if you aren't dead, that would be... Elena and I had a lot of interesting conversations on that first day. But she was really injured. Not that long after we had left, we were about an hour away from there. All of a sudden, Elena just stopped talking. And when I looked over on the passenger side... She was unconscious. So I started shaking her. I was like, Elena, wake up. And she wouldn't. And I had to make a choice. The safest choice would have been to slow down the car, open the passenger door, and just kick her out. I didn't know if she was alive, if she was dead, if she was dying, I had, if she was faking it. But the thought of being in a car by myself again with my thoughts, I just... <sighs> so I checked for her pulse and she had one and she was breathing so I opted to chance it. I kept my hand on her wrist so I could feel her pulse which was weak but it was there. And I drove us to the nearest turnoff. Those signs on the Trans-Canada Highway, you know, they say like gas, food, bathroom, whatever. I followed one of those. And it took us to the first place that I could see that I thought maybe there was some chance of first aid. It just happened to be a strip mall. <laughs> 